Hey folks, happy you're back for another episode. This one is going to be a little different. It wasn't originally on my topic list, but real life happened. And I think this is going to be a really important episode for you to listen to before you go further in your instructional design career, if you're a newbie. But first, I want to make sure I let you know that I'm also uploading these episodes to YouTube. So if you aren't a big fan of Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of the other podcasting apps, you can listen to the show on YouTube too. Just search Nyla LXD and subscribe. So I'm going to cut to the chase. On Monday, I was laid off. I saw it coming and yet I was totally blown away that this is life right now. So I want to spend this episode sharing my plan for what I'm going to do next and how I'm keeping a positive attitude through it all. I'm also going to show you how you can recession-proof your instructional design career. Now, I have casually mentioned COVID-19 in the first two episodes of this show, but I realize someone listening to this down the line may have blocked all this pandemic BS from their psyche. So in the interest of posterity, here's a quick rundown. For the last three months, the world has been reeling due to a global pandemic referred to as COVID-19. If you don't know, COVID is an acronym for coronavirus disease, and the 19 represents the fact that it's a new or novel coronavirus from 2019 because there's lots of coronaviruses. Anyway, you can go to cdc.org for more info on that. But global pandemics bring entire world populations to a grinding halt. And I was an e-learning professional in oil and gas. Oil and gas is in the gutter right now. And my entire department was let go. Over a thousand people were let go from my job in one week. And yes, I am sad. I am sad for everyone struggling through this right now, emotionally, financially, and mentally. But I'm also thankful. I'm thankful to everyone banding together to try and keep this disease at bay. I'm thankful for my community who's come to support me at a difficult time. And they have helped me come to a point where I am excited for the future beyond COVID-19. And I will go into why in a second. But first, one thing I think we fail to talk about is what type of person you have to be to do certain jobs. Like, For instance, I know I couldn't be a nurse. I don't have the grit. I don't have the resilience. And I know I don't have the stomach for what they do. I can't even think about blood without gagging. So what kind of traits does it take to do the things we want to do? What does it take to be an instructional designer? In my opinion, you need to be entrepreneurial or intrapreneurial, meaning that you need to be self-motivated, proactive and action oriented. You need to be empathetic. You need to be able to relate to other people, whether or not you know them uh, personally. You need to be a futurist. You need to be able to look and start to predict where trends are going, where the future might lead you. You need discernment. You need to be able to detect what is right, what is wrong, if you're being led down the right path. You need to be someone willing to take calculated risks. You need to be open to feedback, positive and negative. And you need to have a system in place for regularly learning new things. But above all else, you need to have a growth mindset. If you don't know what 
it means to have a growth mindset. Here's the basics of it. Carol Dweck's research on growth mindset says that individuals who believe their talents can be developed through hard work, good strategies, and feedback have a growth mindset, and they tend to achieve more than those with a fixed mindset, uh, those who believe their talents are innate gifts. And because of this, people with growth mindsets worry less about looking smart, and they put more energy into learning. Now, this is essentially a skill that you have to develop because we all have a mixture of growth and fixed mindsets already, uh, but it really takes developing a growth mindset to benefit from it. And we all have our own fixed mindset triggers. So a lot of times we face challenges or receive criticism or we feel like we fared poorly in comparison to others, or we lose our jobs, and we easily fall into insecurity or defensiveness, and it can really inhibit our growth mindset. So it's important to actively identify those triggers, identify the kind of person we become when those triggers appear, and move ourselves from that fixed mindset persona back to the growth mindset persona. So yeah, that was some psychobabble for you, but... I say all that to say this. I have been working on myself for a long time. I am not naturally a positive person. I suffer from depression and anxiety like so many other women do. But in the last three years, I've really worked hard to embody the traits I listed earlier. And I allow myself time to vent, to feel what I'm feeling, but to maintain a growth mindset at the end of all of it. And I can see how it's keeping me sane during these crazy times. And it really also helps that I have a very supportive community and a partner who helps keep me on track. Those are really important things, too, to have those people around you. So, yes, I'm laid off, but I know that I've chosen a career path that will keep me employed. And I've created a community of people like you who uplift me. And I continue to pour into that community the same way they pour into me. So my plan is to keep creating content, to show up for my learning and development community, and to make sure I show my work, meaning that I show you and LinkedIn and the World Wide Web what I'm working on while I'm hashtag fun employed. I'm also investing in myself. I'm taking advantage of all the different deals I keep seeing online. I mean, the tools that we use as learning and development professionals, these companies see that we're hurting and they're doing what they can to help us. And I am taking advantage of that. But I'm also giving myself a little grace too, because there's just a lot to process right now. And when I feel like it's getting too much or that I need to take a break, I really have to tell myself that it's okay to do that. And I want to say that to you too. Feel what you're feeling. Don't feel like you have to push it away. I just don't want anyone to get stuck where they are. It was important for me to say all this in this episode because I know a lot of you are scared to take the leap into instructional design or into a new career in general because you're worried about job security or you're suffering from imposter syndrome. But a growth mindset releases you from all of that worry and allows you to take calculated risks that benefit you because you're willing to learn new things. And ultimately, in today's day and age, you have to create your own job security. You cannot rely on a company to do that for you anymore. No, I can't promise that you'll always have a job 
or that you'll like every assignment or that you'll find a job quickly. I know it took me two years to find a job where I felt good about where I was at, but I will tell you that learning and development is a good place to be in during times of uncertainty. Even if you keep hearing rumors that it's the first apartment to get cut when layoffs occur, so what? So it is the first one that gets cut. You have transferable skills that can take you anywhere. You could even start your own business. So no, I am sad, but I'm not hopeless. And I hope this was encouraging for you. Next, I'm going to share some resources to help you stay hopeful after the break. I'll be right back. If you're new around here, I always share some resources I want you to go and dig deeper about later. These resources aren't instructional design specific for this episode, but I think they do a lot to help you sharpen skills that make you a better person all around. And there's a lot I need to learn. I still need to learn. And I've really been getting into getting better in tune with my emotions learning how to complete tasks and goals I set for myself. I've never really been great at completion. Like I can start and come up with the ideas, but there's a lot of stuff left unfinished. I also need to learn some practical e-learning skills still, but I'll save the resources I'm using for that for another episode. But here are the resources I'm into for goal setting and learning more about vulnerability in general. There's the incredible Brene Brown, who's done research on vulnerability and shame. Uh, she's also a UH professor and alum, go Cougs. But I think what's interesting is how she discusses vulnerability and how it makes you approachable. And it also opens you up to being able to learn more about yourself and other things. Next is the book Atomic Habits by James Clear. He's written a book, he has a newsletter, he also has a planner. Atomic Habits is really about helping you create systems so that you can meet your goals, so you can be self-motivated and proactive and develop those skills that help you finish what you started. So I would look a little more into the works of Brene Brown and go on over to Amazon or wherever you buy books and buy Atomic Habits, subscribe to James Clear's newsletter. These things can really help you with what I discussed today in the episode. As always, I have links to resources in my show notes on my website, nylalxd.com. Questions? You can send me an email to the new here show at gmail.com. For last week's homework assignment, I asked you to explore and identify the differences between what an instructional designer does and what an e-learning developer does. So I'm not going to reassign homework. I just want you to dig a little deeper about that so that we can pick up where we left off in the next episode. And that'll be out on Monday. All right. Thanks for listening. I hope this was helpful today. I'll see you back here on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever else you listen to podcasts for a new episode. Stay tuned.